In the New Testament, we see where Jesus did many miracles, healing the lame, uh, casting out demons and healing the blind, things of that nature. And um, there's a misconception with respect to the miracles of Jesus and the church today. And that is uh, when we read about the miracles of Jesus, as well as the apostles, many think that if Jesus did these particular miracles, it means that we can do these very same miracles ourselves today. And they kind of get that misunderstanding when Jesus was speaking to the apostles, when Jesus says, great things have I done and greater things you will do. Okay. But the problem is there is a bad misunderstanding in what the purpose of those miracles are. So let me just do it this way. Just because Jesus did miracles in the New Testament, it does not mean that we can necessarily do those same miracles today. Reason being is this. Jesus's miracles were basically, and we see that word semion is the Greek that is actually used um, in the New Testament. Semion, which can also be translated as signs. The idea is Jesus performed those many miracles uh, to Israel, and that's important to understand. That is to the Jewish people so that it would authenticate his claim to be the Messiah. That is the one who was sent from God, the one who the Jews in their scriptures, the Old Testament, the Tanakh, okay, who were taught by the prophets and Moses to expect him, expect this coming one from God. We call him simply the Messiah, or in Greek, we call it Christ, Christos, Christ, Jesus, Christ, Jesus, the Messiah. So Jesus came and did all of these miracles in the sight of Israel to authenticate, that is, to prove that indeed he was the Jewish Messiah come, that God has sent and so, therefore, all of these miracles that he had done was simply to prove that he, to the Jews, and you got to get that part straight, to prove to the Jews that he is the Messiah to the Jewish people. And in receiving him as Messiah, they would receive him as the king of the Jews, okay? And so, this is why Jesus did those particular miracles. And matter of fact, since I'm here, I might as well talk about it. And there were three particular miracles and that the Jews believed that only the Messiah would do. So miracles were not done uh, only by Jesus alone. But there were three particular miracles types that Jesus would do that the Jews believed that only the Messiah would do. And that would be opening the eyes of one who was born blind, and we saw that in the book of John, healing of lepers. We also saw that throughout the four Gospels, as well as casting out demons, a dumb demon. A dumb demon was a demon who inhabited a person and did not allow that particular individual to speak because the Jews had a way of casting out demons because demon casting out demons was nothing new 
for the Jewish people because Jesus said, remember in Matthew chapter 12, when they accused Jesus of casting them out by the name, by the power of the king, prince of the demons, okay? And Jesus said, if I cast them out by the power of the prince of the demons, then who do your sons cast them out? So casting out demons was nothing new. But the Jews had a particular methodology when they cast out demons. The first thing they had to do was acquire the name of the demon. And once they acquired the name of the demon, then by the name of the demon, they took power over him and casted him out. But we see, notice in Matthew chapter 12, that Jesus was able to cast out a man, uh, the demon, who could not speak, who stopped the vocal cords that the man could not speak. And they considered that this, only the Messiah, that's why when you would see certain miracles done, it would cause an uproar because they would say, only the Messiah could do these things. And because Jesus did these things, it became proof that indeed he was the Messiah. His claim to be the Messiah is true and the Messiah of Israel had come. So once again, three basic miracles, I'm sorry, three particular miracles. Opening the eyes of one who was born blind, casting out a dumb demon, and healing the leper. And the reason, and I didn't talk much about the leper thing, because notice, uh, no other person was ever healed of leprosy. When I say no other person, no other Jew, no other Jew in scripture was ever healed of leprosy until Jesus came. And that's why you'll see Jesus, when he would heal lepers, he would say, go show yourselves to the priest. Why? Because it would be proof to those religious leaders that indeed the Messiah had come and also in obedience to Leviticus 13 and 14. So the whole issue is when Jesus performed miracles, it was simply to authenticate, that is, to prove to Israel indeed the Messiah had come. And we also note that Jesus had also given this particular power to heal to his apostles. These were representatives of Jesus. And so, and when we say apostles, I'm using that in a broad sense, in a generic sense. Not only did it pertain to the 12 apostles, but it also pertained to 70 other men that Jesus had sent out to go to other places. He had given this power to. And the idea is by giving them this power to heal, to cast out devils and do these particular things, they represent it because the whole idea of apostles is a unique group of men personally sent by Jesus. And so therefore, Jesus personally empowered them to represent him. And the message of the apostles is very simple. Jesus, the Messiah, has come and they would do these miracles for the same reasons that Jesus who sent them was able to do them to prove their message, to prove their message. Okay. Now concerning apostolic power to heal. When we start looking at the apostolic group and even the apostolic group as broken down into a smaller group, that is the 12. 
Because notice, 70 that Jesus was sent out, and then even the 12, a particular, uh, specific apostolic group. You know, you know them in the New Testament as the Bible spells out the names of the 12 apostles of Jesus chosen by him. And that's the idea. Chosen by Jesus to represent Jesus in a unique way. And they themselves had to see Jesus to be with Jesus during the entirety of his earthly ministry and see Jesus in resurrected form. They had a special witness that nobody else had. And, and by this witness, God, that is Jesus, gave them powers to authenticate their special message that we talk about, we're here to speak of, preach, Jesus Christ, uh, the one who came in the flesh, died for our sins, he rose from the dead, and we saw him in life, we saw him as he died and rose from the dead. So therefore they were given a unique witness. And what Jesus did was he empowered them with these same miraculous power to do miraculous works. And, and, and you see that in the New Testament with Peter, you see that also with the apostle Paul, right? Peter's shadow over casting people. Uh, and then you see Paul when the handkerchiefs were bought from his body. See, these were unique miracles that they had done. All of these miracles he, that Jesus empowered the apostles to do was also to authenticate their unique message of seeing Jesus in life and in resurrected form. Now, by the time we started moving towards the end of basically uh, that, that writing period of the New Testament, writing period of the New Testament, the end we can see with John, but I'm concentrating on the apostles and the miracles. So by the time we start moving towards the end of the lives of those apostles, it seems that these abilities to do miraculous works and miracles were waning. You, you, you don't see them anymore. And what I want to bring your attention to is Paul. When Paul spoke to Timothy in 1 Timothy, he told Timothy, no longer uh, uh, abstain from wine, but begin to drink a little wine because of his stomach problems, okay? Because of his stomach problems and the apparent ulcers that he was having with his stomach. So the question becomes, since Paul did all types of healing, why didn't he just simply heal Timothy? It's because it seems to evidence that these powers were beginning to disappear. Now, let me move to something even more concrete. In 2 Timothy, I believe it was, uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, as a matter of fact, Paul talks about, talks about a, a particular man by the name of Trophimus. Trophimus. And Paul says, Trophimus, you also see him in the book of Acts chapter 20. He was a companion of Paul on his missionary journey when they were, they were going from Greece, I believe, leaving Greece. But nevertheless, Paul, he was a companion of Paul. And Paul says in 2 Timothy concerning Trophimus, he says, I left him in Miletus sick. Now think about what I just said. Paul was with him. 
Trophimus was with Paul. And Paul said, I left him. So he was not able, that's the sound of it, to continue the journey with Paul. And so therefore Paul left Trophimus in Miletus. Now here's the thing. The apostle Paul directly was with him person to person. Since Paul had all of these gifts and Paul could heal, as we saw demonstrated in the scripture, why didn't Paul simply just heal Trophimus? Because there is the indication that as the even the apostles came near the end of their lives, that is the end of their missionary work, that is all coming to an end, those gifts began to disappear. God just simply began to took them away or, or just didn't allow them to function like he used to. So it seems to suggest these gifts had a temporary nature. Now, when we start to look at the church, because we are neither the apostles, the age of the apostles has ended. All right. That there are no more apostles. With respect to the church, we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when Paul himself talks about the gifts that are given to the church. And that's, that's in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 9. And he talks about, let me just simply read it and then I'll come back. To another, faith by the same spirit and to another, gifts, notice the plural, gifts of healing by the one spirit. Okay, so the point is, with respect, there is a difference between the, the healing abilities that Jesus had and, the, and that the apostles were given and that is given to the church. So let me explain it this way. The, the healings that Jesus performed were to authenticate, prove he is the Messiah of Israel. He gave, in a similar sense, that same ability to, to the apostles, to the apostles, to prove because they, were, they had seen the resurrected Christ. And the gift of healing that Jesus had given to the apostles were to authenticate their message that we are the representatives of Jesus, the Messiah, and indeed, he had risen from the dead. And so therefore Jesus allowed them to perform great gifts of healing and miraculous works. So it was once again to prove their message. Okay. However, the gifts that are given to the church don't necessarily work that way because the gifts given to the church are not only to prove the message. Yes, it does work to prove the message, but also it is given as a benefit to the body of Jesus Christ, okay? And, and now, okay, since I'm here, it does not mean that, that only Christians can be healed, okay? Christians can be healed as well as non-Christians. Christians as well as non-Christians. Also, also, you do not have to have the gift of, you don't have to, I'm sorry, not gift. You do not have to believe. In other words, if a Christian has the, has the gift of healing, 
the person that he or she is healing do not have to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They don't have to believe. And they can heal people who are believers. So whether believers or non-believers, people who have the gift of healing can heal both classes of people. All right. So that's number one. Number two, the notice when it talks about the gift, it doesn't say the gift singular of healing. It says charismata iomatone. Healing, iomatone, that's the Greek word for healing, is in the plural. Okay. So here's the reason why we have gifts of healing. When a person has the gift of healing, there are uh, uh, those gifts must operate within the will of God. In other words, when they heal, when they heal, such a person does heal, God must sanction that particular healing of that individual at that time. So the gift of gifts, the reason why it's called gifts in the plural, meaning that it is uh, temporal. The gift itself is temporal. Sometimes the gift will function and sometimes the gift may not function. And that gift will function according to the will of God. So what is the point that I'm making? When Jesus healed in the New Testament, it is incorrect to believe that just because Jesus could do it, we can do it. When Jesus said, greater things that I have done, greater things you will do, it is a misinterpretation to think that we can do the same thing. And number two, when Jesus made the statement, he was not speaking to the church at large. He was not speaking to the church body. It is wrong to apply that statement to Christians throughout all times, even today. Jesus was speaking uniquely to the apostles when he said, great things I have done and greater things you will do. That's to the apostles and the apostles alone. When it finally comes to the church, and remember, those things that Jesus did spoke that he was the Messiah. And since only the apostles had the unique message of Jesus' Messiahship, they were also enabled to do these miraculous things. But the church has a general message of who Jesus is. It is not the same as the apostles. Why? Primarily so because none of us has seen Jesus in his resurrected form. None of us have seen Jesus resurrected from the dead. So therefore, our witness is not the same. We can, for this reason, we cannot be apostles. The Lord has given healing to the church, the gifts of healing to the church, as a benef beneficiary gift, a unique gift unto God's people. Okay? So it is not the same when, when we exercise healing today, it is not the same as when Jesus did. The reasons are fundamentally different and the, uh, the, 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 uh, our ability to do these things are restricted to those who have the gift of healing. Those who have the gift. And that particular gift is temporal. It does not work the same way as Jesus's did. It does not work. Our, our gifts of healing today 
does not work the same as the apostles. Now, since I'm here and I'm about to close on this issue about healing, even those who do not have the gifts of healing can have healing. They can be healed by operation of faith. If you have enough faith, you can be healed and also prayer and you can be healed and also the elders of the church. That is, that's what you see in the book of James. When those who have been, who are under some type of judgment by God, and that's what James is talking about. And God has stricken a particular Christian, Christian only, not non-Christian, a particular Christian with some type of sickness. And God, and this Christian can come and confess his or her sins and the elders of the church can lay their hands on that particular Christian and they will receive healing. So we can receive healing by those who have the gift, gifts, that's what 1 Corinthians 12 and 9, gifts, and remember what that means, gifts of healing, or those who simply praying, who are believing, and by those who have been judged by God and the elders of the church lay their hands on them. But other than that, as we look at in the New Testament, how Jesus healed, how the apostles, how you see about Peter and Paul healed, the church does not heal in that same way today. All right, guys, catch you on the next one.